0: your sound work?
1: Yeah, it works. You tested it? I tested it.
0: Did you listen to it?
1: I did. I listened to it. Does Kala hear you talking to me like this? Very rudely. Very disrespectful.
0: Well, you're just wasting a lot of time, and you started the episode late, so.
1: I didn't start the episode late. I was here at 245.
0: Yeah, that's the pro- that's the problem. It's supposed to start at one o'clock.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a birth yoga class I had to take. Are you giving wife. birth? <laughs> no, I tried to explain that to Wit, but she was adamant. I was like, "But William," but I'm but I'm keeping William waiting, and that almost was enough to make her my nine so months. So, what did you do in wife. the
0: birth yoga class?
1: Uh, for the partner, it's like about communicating. Like paying attention to the pregnant person's breathing, trying to communicate without words, just trying to read their vibes. And then also there were some like good uh massagey sort of things during like contractions and stuff that um my I'm getting my wife ready for like, you know, like a had he- like fighting Mike Tyson basically. She's a prize fighter right now. I got a I'm I'm Mickey and she's Rocky.
0: Yeah, like if Mike Tyson fell out of her fucking pussy. <laughs>
1: yeah imagine that'd be rough for anybody to go through
0: if you have a christmas baby that kid's fucked
1: i know we really really don't want him to come on christmas because nobody likes yeah everybody finds that annoying nobody thinks it's cute they're just like christmas is my fucking day to get presents dude not you
0: just change the birth date
1: (laughs) forge it on a certificate
0: yeah, who cares?
1: And like, as he grows up, just tell him that he was born in November.
0: So anyway, uh, <sighs> since New Year's is coming up and it's going to be the year 2021, we decided to watch Johnny Mnemonic.
1: Yes, that's true. That's actually the date at the beginning of the movie is my birthday. January what? 17th.
0: Dude, January 17th, 2021.
1: Yeah, it's my fucking birthday. And you got to see And there's a movie to commemorate it.
0: You got to see it on film.
1: Yeah, exactly how it is. It's pretty accurate, I would say. There's some... Uh, well, you know, every sci-fi movie from 20 years ago has those kind of uh, things they didn't get right about the future sort of things. And those are always fun. But there's there are elements of this movie that I feel like kind of felt, you know, real or like based on something. I, I
0: actually felt the complete opposite. I would say almost every element of this movie is wrong and I think everything about the future they predicted, they got wrong. And I think the only thing they got ac- like the only things that are accurate are things that give you an idea of what life was like in like 1986. Like if you want to know what like the people thought the future was going to be like in 1986, watch this movie. Like what? Well, like the biggest thing is like the Japanese being powerful. Yeah, the, the Japanese yakuza. corporation the Japanese corporations being internationally powerful still and therefore the the idea that the yakuza would then become like powerful internationally. Yeah. And right Like in the movie it was made in nineteen ninety five, but the Japanese economy, I believe, had already crashed by then. So even at the time it was like anachronistic to even suggest that Japan could be this powerful. Well, I don't think this is a
1: movie that's really like it's not like a Philip K. Dick thing that's like too concerned with Are you joking? (laughs) Can I finish my fucking thing that I was gonna say at least? I was gonna say that it's not it's more it's like it seems like a very aesthetic it's concerned with the aesthetics, is what I was going to say.
0: Do you know who wrote this movie?
1: <laughs> Philip K. Day.
0: No, William Gibson, the writer oh, of *Neuromancer* and the creator sure, of like sure. Cyberspace and The Matrix.
1: But, well, whatever. Um,
0: I mean, obviously it was rewritten, and even though his name's on the screenplay, he said it's not his screenplay. But I think a lot of these bigger ideas, he would he should have gotten right or like gotten
1: anything. Well, the, the aesthetic thing, it's like they would, they would make it like, so Japanese and Asian-y because that's like aesthetic, like Blade Runner aesthetic or like, um, um, well, yeah, Shadow Run.
0: Blade Runner is the cyberpunk aesthetic that everybody rips off. Like when people talk about Asian, when people talk about cyberpunk, they mean they're just talking about Blade Runner. Beca- uh. and, then, and then I would say after Blade Runner, the most influential things would be anime, like Akira and Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell aesthetically, I think, is from '95.
1: Maybe that's why it's much m-
0: much more impressive movie. And even like Blade Runner, Blade Runner had like the Chinese being powerful, and that makes so much more sense.
1: Well, this is this starts in beijing but the yakuza are powerful or like i didn't know that i didn't think that the corporations were japanese i thought because like the the lady on the screen the mighty morphin power rangers for fucking fa- like floating disembodied like lady who comes in on uh on the screen to talk to people she's like a white lady
0: yeah but isn't beat takashi playing the head of pharmacon The Japanese corporation.
1: Oh, I thought he was like the top yakuza.
0: No, he hires the yakuza.
1: Oh, oh, but he is yakuza too because he has those tattoos and stuff. I guess. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But um,
0: Um, I haven't seen this movie since it came out. Like I watched it on video or pay per view, and it is just a shocking mess of a film. It's a complete catastrophe. Like the opening title scrawl where they try to like set up the world
1: is one yeah. of the most
0: painful things I've ever seen in a fucking movie. It's like, it's like nine paragraphs. Yeah. It's like nine paragraphs. And there's this insane God rays effect over the entire thing, which makes it very painful to read. And you can tell like something happened with the editing and, and, they are just trying so desperately to explain what the hell is going on in this world. Yeah. You see the
1: low-techs. They're these uh, guys. Yeah, they drop it's like... It's like me talking. It's like the crawl, basically. Well, they
0: just drop everything in that you need to know that's coming up, and it just sounds so fucking terrible.
1: <laughs> yeah, They're like, this is, the, this is the shitty movie you're about to watch, just to prepare you. This is what's and, going on. It, it should also be like, by the way, ice tea is in this... He has an anarchy tattoo on his forehead, just so you know.
0: Right. The one thing I would say that is, like, they did predict was face tattoos. Yeah. And just a little bit of face tattoos on some of the characters is like... But it looks like makeup. It doesn't even look like a real tattoo.
1: Well, the weird thing about, like, I feel like the future that is always depicted in these movies... You know how that thing in The Matrix where they're like, oh, we we tried to make a utopia, but... Human humans it didn't work so we had to it had to be a dystopia or whatever i feel like it's like that's the thing about these movies that like they always make it so much more just dy- like uh on its face dystopian when in reality like the future and kind of the insidious thing about it i feel like is that we have all these dystopian elements but it's in the like it's everything still looks like it's You know, if you're in a bad part of the city or whatever, it looks like shit. But otherwise, like, the future looks like better homes and gardens. sort of. Right.
0: That was something I was thinking about. Like, a lot of these 80s and 90s cyberpunk movies, um, they predicted a, like, a Brave New World or 1984 kind of future with, like, a fascist sort of government or a corporate government controlling everything. And there would be. Like, you would know the bad guys because they would look like the bad guys. And you know they would have, like, special outfits like Nazis or, like, foot soldiers. They didn't, even though Bill Gates was already the richest person in the world and Microsoft was so powerful, they didn't look at the Silicon Valley guys as being the future overlords. Mm. They didn't look at... They didn't look... They didn't realize, like, the nerds we're actually the bad guys. Like not, not so much the government or not. So not bu- the jocks. Like, well, they thought also like the government, like we would lose our government. They wouldn't, they didn't think that our government would just evolve into being the controlling overlords, you know?
1: Right. They'd be like controlled by the Yakuza or something like that. You're saying?
0: Yeah. It would be like, Oh, the government collapsed and now there's a new government. Yeah. They didn't just see it. Like corporations just breaking down everything.
1: Dude, we I wish we lived in a jock-controlled future instead of a nerd-controlled future. It'd be it'd be better, I think, in many ways.
0: What would be different?
1: People would just be like watching football and like drinking beers and stuff, and they wouldn't be uh fucking trying to like get your face identity like logged into some you know server that they have with your like DNA and shit. Jocks aren't trying to get your DNA.
0: What about all the hazing?
1: Yeah, they're just gonna haze you. They're not trying to get your DNA. That's to me that seems better to me. But I am biased as a jock. So
0: So you wish this movie was called Jockey Mnemonic? <laughs>
1: yeah. That's what I'm saying. I wish it was called Jockey Mnemonic.
0: And the and like the plot was about a guy who got a football and he had to take it from Beijing to Newark, New Jersey.
1: Yeah. Um I did like that Keanu had no sideburns in this movie i thought that was cool that's is kind that of a jock thing
0: is that a checklist for a movie yeah when you, whether or not you like it yeah i don't think he's a jock i don't see him as a jock i just think it's that accent and isn't he canadian so that like weird california accent he has
1: he's not canadian because the reeves are a big hollywood family i thought the reeves christopher reeves keanu reeves isn't he like david care oh, no that's that's the, he's not related to the Carradines, right? No. Are you sure? You're saying no, but I think...
0: He's not related to Christopher Reeve either.
1: Where does he come from? Canada. Oh, Is yeah, it like, says Canadian oh, actor. God. Damn, right.
0: Yeah, I'm not a <laughs> retard.
1: Yeah, but you say shit a lot without... And you forget. Or you, like, misremember.
0: Oh, man, I'm so bummed. My father got in a horse riding accident and now he can't walk. Oh... All right, and then looks like my his
1: father's Hawaiian.
0: And then my other father, he uh, strangled himself while jacking off, and he died.
1: Oh. <laughs> his mother moved to Sydney, Australia, then to New York, where she married a Broadway and Hollywood director in 1970. See, there's a reason why. Look, I like Keanu Reeves, just fine as a as a guy. He's had an amazing career. He's really bad in early movies, I would say, and. He's kind of it works in Bill and Ted, but like, and he's a he's fine in Point Break, I guess. But like, yeah, like this movie, he's, uh, yeah, um, he sucks. <laughs> he sucks in this movie. What you think you he's
0: good? You think he's good now, but he sucked back then.
1: <sighs> he's doing stuff. He's doing stuff in this movie that he, I feel like he learned to not do, or what? maybe like by this movie because this movie was a big bomb, right? We yeah. only watch bombs on this show. It seems like. But, uh, you know, this movie is a big bomb. He was probably he was watching it and being like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? And, you know, so I feel like uh, he seems like he's he, he's had the. Uh, what is he doing? He's had he's had the luxury of
0: what is he doing in the movie that you're what are you talking about?
1: He's just uh,
0: he's like doing things
1: and he's do- he's, and he he's just it. Get, del- delivering lines in a funny, oh. bad way.
0: And then he stopped doing that.
1: I mean, he it sounds exactly like the, the Matrix. Same. It's it's almost like the Matrix is like he knew how to, or like it's it's like he's saying, you know, he's doing like an impression of himself maybe or something like that, where it's like a little bit more like boiled down. But in this movie, it seems like he's not self aware of his how he comes across.
0: Okay, what you're talking about is an actor being better in a movie with better directors. Who are obviously care more and pay more attention and wrote a better script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the same guy, and I also I don't don't think actors watch their performances and and base their acting their future acting style based on their.
1: But if he's if the movie is a bomb and like and critics, say that his performance is bad in it, like you don't have you
0: ever listened to an actor be interviewed. Half the time they go to the premiere and they just walk out the door. The moment the movie starts, like they don't watch their movies because they also know that they're not editing their movies. They're oh, not sure. in control of the performance. There's only so much they can do.
1: Okay. So you're saying that you think Keanu is really good in this movie.
0: No, I think he's a mediocre actor and always has been.
1: Yeah, sure. 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 Um, and
0: sometimes he's really bad and like sometimes his persona works, but like, he's not he, like, he's not like a very well-trained actor or anything. You know, like, his accent's always the same. His voice yeah. is the same. He just kind of does the same thing. And, like, it's it's more about casting than anything.
1: Sure, yeah, like, or, like, tailoring the role to him. Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, not, it's
0: weird. How, he's not, I, like, fucking Daniel Day-Lewis or something.
1: Sure. It makes me, but, it, yeah, I mean, it makes me be, like, how did he get to be in so many movies where he sucked before he became, like...
0: He's hot. Are you do you not know how this works?
1: Uh, He's a very attractive
0: man. He's like 6'2.
1: Okay, so you think Keanu Reeves is hot? Yeah, I
0: do. That's cool. So does the whole world. I mean Do you watch a Tom Cruise movie and you're like, oh man, this guy, I don't know if he's more attractive than me. I could easily play this role.
1: Well, I mean Tom Cruise he is uh he has a certain charisma. I would argue that Keon Reeves doesn't have, like, a ton of charisma for uh, somebody who's in so many movies.
0: You don't think he's charismatic in Point Break?
1: I mean, is he? Or is, like, Patrick Swayze the kind of... But I think it maybe works for him in Point Break because he's, like, the uh, green sort of, you know, like, he's not the the guy. Um, He's not, like, the... uh, Uh, the role in that movie that requires charisma he's
0: not the role that requires charisma he's only the (laughs) lead actor
1: (laughs) okay so you think he's good in point break
0: well his career was a lot better than patrick swayze's
1: patrick swayze's dead
0: yeah but before patrick swayze died he was in like black dog and all these like weird shitty movies sure like his like keanu there is charisma. He does have charisma because he, he did end up becoming a leading man, much longer than Patrick Swayze. And then, yeah, there was a lull after. That's because of the, the Matrix. though. The, the Matrix sequels. Well, yeah. Okay, you're right. He was in an extremely successful movie. Yeah. He was the lead actor, and he got a bunch of lead roles after it.
1: But I feel like people. And the then joke he also. There's like a that...
0: rebirth of his career.
1: <laughs> okay. But the f- joke about the mate, his performance in The Matrix, I feel like, is that he's so like, you know, like the, whoa, sort of Well, stuff. you know it's what,
0: like- Adam? I don't go by the joke, okay? I'm actually thinking about this kind of stuff. Okay. I'm watching the movie. I don't just go, I don't need to think about the performance or what's going on because I know what the joke is.
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
0: I just know what the joke is. I just repeat what other people say.
1: Look, if you wanna, if you wanna.
0: And look, if you ask me, fucking uh, Patrick Swayze was robbed. Okay, you know Donnie Darko proved he was a great character actor, and that should have led to more work.
1: Yeah, that's a good. I like, I like that take. Um,
0: Roadhouse is awesome.
1: Of course, and he's really good in Point Break too.
0: And besides, we all know who steals Point Break. <laughs> Gary Busey. I
1: thought you were gonna say Laurie Patty. Yeah, Gary oh. Busey's cool
0: you know tank girl is a great movie it's a great adaptation of the comic book it captures yeah. everything good about that comic
1: yeah tank girl's great that's another 90s dystopian movie this and has ice, like
0: ice tea's in it too
1: the nice oh nice the, the the nice thing about the this is like a dystopian that's like after like industrial became a thing this is like a, a sci-fi movie for like the kid and your high school, who's like glow sticking all the time in the in the courtyard. You know what I'm talking about? Like the raver goth kids. This is like a future. Like this is what the the mind of a goth kid. That's where this movie takes place. And you don't get that with the earlier sci-fi movies like, as much.
0: You don't think ravers were on set of Metropolis when Fritz Lang was directing
1: that? Dude, that sounds fucking. That would be sweet.
0: The first raver. Yeah in 1933. Fritz Lang was the first raver. Yeah, that's, well, that's a pretty interesting take there, Adam.
1: (laughs) I mean, you're, you were a glow stick here, kid, right? Isn't this like your jam? You liked KMFDM. Nope. Are you just saying that?
0: No, I don't. I never owned a a KMFDM album. I liked Nine Inch Nails.
1: Uh, The KMFDM song in this movie is pretty sweet. The one when it goes to the, um, Fucking free city of Newark. When it cuts to that, and it cuts into a KMFDM song.
0: You know, in RoboCop, there's a scene in a nightclub with a skinny puppy song. That's rare. So I'd say RoboCop uh, destroys your whole theory on this.
1: Um, Fair enough, fair enough. You know, because also, don't forget,
0: don't forget RoboCop takes place in Detroit, the birthplace of Acid Techno, and one of the... The first places where they had warehouse parties, so...
1: No, that, that all started in Germany. Oh, it did? Yeah. I thought Germans were the first ravers.
0: No. <laughs> Are you retarded?
1: <laughs> the Germans loved raves. I thought that was the whole, like, Sprockets thing. The you, can- thought he,
0: you thought he was a, a raver on Sprockets?
1: He's... Well, that's early techno.
0: Like, Kraftwerk?
1: Yeah, right. Isn't that that what it is? Look, I'm not an expert on technology. Okay, this
0: is going to get really complicated, but the whole history of the 808. you want me to go into that? No. Because it it starts off with like I said no, and then it goes. The Germans, yeah, they have some influence. So does, and then London (laughs) has some influence. But it's all internationally happening at different places.
1: I fucking knew you were a rave kid.
0: I'm not a rave kid.
1: You were glow sticking without glow sticks at during lunch at, in high school because yeah, nobody would talk to you. You
0: know who doesn't get enough um, credit for house music is uh, John Carpenter.
1: Oh yeah, he's he, Be- he's because because uh,
0: assault on precinct thirteen. You know that was sampled by African bembada. Oh, that's cool. That was a big influence influence on their stuff. He should
1: tour. John Carpenter. He should just tour and do like EDM shows. People would like that. That's a pretty good idea, I feel like.
0: Look, don't talk about music. (laughs) Why not? Because you don't know anything about music.
1: I know a lot about some types of music.
0: You know a lot about horrible 90s shit garbage, like indie punk crap
1: i know that's the pro- that's my problem is that i know a lot of about really stupid shit but the kmfdm song i pulled up the lyrics smoke some dope waste your brain kick your health out of the drain fuel injection makes you high ram it up your poop chute you know why it's in the movie when we first see the free city of newark fuel injection makes you high ram it up your poop chute you know why do you know why? KMFDM is calling you gay. The listener. That's a pretty alpha move, if you ask me. Calling your listeners gay.
0: Did you ever see the clip of uh, Queens of the Stone Age in concert and someone throws a water bottle at Josh Hom and he just no. starts calling him a faggot <laughs> really loud and he's gonna like butt fuck him?
1: Oh yeah! Who did that? Starts like going off.
0: Who did that? That sounds cool. And and he got he got some fall back from that shit.
1: Yeah, that was not that was not PC. I I I know a a friend of mine saw some band, and Nickelback opened for him, and uh, he said Nickelback, the singer of Nickelback, was wearing one of those cowboy hats where the brims are like folded up really tight or whatever on the sides and uh they were playing and somebody jumped up on stage and then took it they took his hat and then like re- jumped back into the crowd and he uh stopped the he stopped playing and like mid song he was like who took my fucking hat and he like refused to play until he got his hat back good for him yeah i mean when you wear a cowboy hat like that you can't take shit
0: you know how hard it is to get a cowboy hat on the road
1: <laughs> yeah That's the one thing I do know. Um, I really liked the, uh, well, for the future shit, like there is, um, you know, like the the protests in Beijing. It's kind of like the Hong Kong protests. I feel like they got that part right. And also,
0: what are they they protesting?
1: um, I think in this movie they're protesting the yakuza.
0: No, they're protesting a, a plague epidemic. Like yeah,
1: also, that's another thing that I think it gets right. There's a plague going on.
0: Yeah. That's kind of weird. So, that, is the, that is the most accurate thing, now that I've, I forgot about it. Because it's such a minor element of the plot, because no one is actually wearing a mask, or no one's no one seems sick, unless the screenwriters are like, oh, in this <laughs> moment, you know. Dina Wait, White I thought it was down. like
1: botched cyberware, or something like that causes it. Yeah, it's emboli- not a bullet. No, it's yeah. just
0: some bullshit about like electricity in the air and like Wi-Fi and technology. is making yeah, everyone yeah. sick. Oh, but yeah. also like that character, Dina Meyer, has like really bad um, implants, like electrical, yeah. I- electronic implants that are just yeah. like,
1: it's
0: she like has well, cyborg yeah, th- that's why you're tits. sick.
1: Yeah, she has double D robot tits.
0: Yeah, they just take a couple of double D batteries and they just shove them up under the nipple. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a future implant
1: really though this movie is about like uh this virus thing is basically like the 5g conspiracy about like the the waves the radio waves and stuff
0: i was on um twitter and i was reading like someone on parlor had been screenshotted and they were saying yeah. like there is no virus the vi- like the virus was given to us through like I don't know, Wi-Fi or some shit. And then the 5G activates it.
1: Oh, shit. It's like, whoa. So there's the virus, the Hong Kong protests, and then also, like, you know, a depressed American city. It's like, China is, like, booming, you know? There's protests and shit, but, like...
0: We gotta get to Newark, New Jersey, the future (laughs) of America. Yeah. Um, All shot in Canada. And then um, there's lots of, like, Visual effect shots that use downtown LA.
1: Mm, of course.
0: So the Beijing um, scene is fucking terrible. Like it starts off with this like shot of Beijing, like a establishing shot with all these buildings and like helicopters and protests. And I would say it's maybe the worst visual effect shot I've ever seen in a movie. There's no um, there's no digital compositing in this film. It's all optical compositing mm-hmm. done with like hand drawn mats and nothing there's like nothing looks good there's no matching of any you know of any contrast you can literally you can literally see all the elements separately on the blu-ray it just like it just looks like complete garbage
1: well you didn't you weren't you didn't you weren't inspired by seeing like earlier versions of the work that you do these VR scenes, these scenes that take place in like the internet. The first scene in this movie takes place in the internet, which is.
0: I'm not talking guess, about the. V- am not talking about the VR way. scenes. I'm talking about the visual effects scenes.
1: Oh, I honestly, I don't, I didn't notice. This I'm talking weird. like all the,
0: the like the weird map paintings and the shitty. Oh sure. All that stuff looks bad. The VR stuff actually looks pretty good, and I think that's what the director is most proud of, because if you go on his website. He has when it's he like has all his jobs, but then yeah. when it has like Johnny DeMonic, he's like he only shows screenshots of the VR.
1: Damn, I mean, so, it's a, it's a vibe. Those VR shots, they're like it's kind of you could put like all those the VR scenes over like vaporwave a vaporwave YouTube mix, and people would like eat that shit up.
0: I'm sure it already exists. So like this director, he's a painter and. His paintings are pretty famous. Um, In American Psycho, Patrick Bateman has one on his wall. Mm. and um,
1: It's just a painting of Keanu Reeves as Johnny Mellon.
0: Yeah, he painted. He made the whole movie just to paint Keanu Reeves. That's cool. But no, in the novel, it's actually one of his paintings. Oh, weird. And in the movie. So, like, I've seen his paintings around.
1: He was like a uh, a pop art painter sort of guy then in the in the eighties. If he was in the novel,
0: no, I th- what he painted was businessmen and business women like dancing and flailing about, and then he probably did like photographic reference. So he took a photo of a person in a business suit dancing, and then he would he would paint a still of it. Mm. and it looks like they're in either you can't it kind of looks like they're in pain or like they're suffering or they're like freaking out and it's in yeah. black and white over a white background
1: whoa that sounds heavy
0: so in um in american psycho the painting's upside down and it looks like a guy's falling oh, and that's it looks cool. it it looks exactly like um the guy that the falling man in nine eleven.
1: weird it would be cool if, since your girlfriend is a painter, it would be cool if she made Johnny Mnemonic, like made this exact movie.
0: She's like, I'm thinking about making a movie, uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, this is Johnny Mnemonic.
1: <laughs>
0: you wrote, you just wrote Johnny Mnemonic,
1: but you're at the premiere. It's too late.
0: She's I like, should have said. I had a feeling you were making Johnny Mnemonic. I should have known. Iced tea. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, Dina Meyer. When you cast Ice T,
1: that should have been my Dolph Lundgren. Dude, yeah, Keanu kills it in this. Best performance. Ice T is amazing in this. He's a uh, Jay Bone. Plays a guy named j Bone. Uh,
0: he plays a dirty terrorist with uh, Dreadlocks
1: Yeah, he plays uh, somebody from K Town for all, or like uh, you know, fucking. He plays an activist.
0: He's a goddamn terrorist.
1: Yeah, he'd be he'd be on Twitter a lot if this was real. Um,
0: He's like the Sean White.
1: The snowboarder? No, yeah, he like... is kind of. He has like the hair of... Uh... He has goggles, right? Yeah. I don't know if he... Does he have goggles? He's definitely I'm got try... the hair. I meant
0: to say Sean King. He's the Sean King of... Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> the low-tech activist.
1: <laughs> okay. Sean White? You called him Sean White? Because well, he's, you know, yeah. well, you know why, you know why I said that. Yeah, I think I get what you're saying, <laughs> Sean White. That's just like a sick burn to call Sean King Sean White. Um,
0: so in the first scene of the movie, Keanu makes his what he's in Beijing. He gets up to this hotel room and he's getting um, the merchandise implanted in his head. And on the elevator, he's warned that like he can't go over, you know, 160 gigabytes, I think, or. 'Cause he has eighty gigabyte capacity.
1: Well, they wiped his long term memory. So he doesn't have memory of his childhood. It only comes in like brain zaps.
0: Yeah. And then he's given then the guys are like, uh, we have to give you three hundred and twenty gigabytes. And he's saving up to pay for the surgery to repair his memory. So he's like, fuck it, I'll do it. I'll just, you know, destroy yeah. my brain. And then after my brain's destroyed, I'll get it all fixed very fast.
1: Is 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 that why the him downloading the stuff? Is that why it's so intense? Because it's supposed to be like more gigs than he can handle.
0: Well, I thought that at first, but then a, but then like when you watch the montage of all the data being streamed into his head, there's all these like anime clips, and then I realized I'm like, oh, he's just downloading anime. He's just watching. <laughs> yeah. He's just watching 320 gigabytes of anime at once. Naruto. And he, and he can't handle it.
1: Yeah. No, this is not
0: Naruto. This is like cool, late 80s, early 90s, streamlined video, you know, manga USA kind of anime. We're talking uh, Demon City Shinjuku, you know, Vampire Hunter D.
1: Whatever that that sounds like something that he'd be... Because they do anime splices into like these sequences where you see like... I wonder what movies those are from. I feel like they're from actual
0: things. They're from Demon City Shinjuku.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, th- so they're not from Naruto.
0: Naruto, um, uh, that's what he watches in 47 Ronin.
1: Cool. <laughs> to get ready for the big uh, fight at the end.
0: Yeah, he just, you know, Get a on Naruto.
1: I get it. I used to like do push-ups uh, while well, I watched like Dragon Ball Z when I was like at 12. So.
0: And push-ups are in air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just getting you're just getting raped by a man while he for, he's like, just watch Dragon Ball Z. Adam.
1: Oh, I thought you were just going to say it cuz I was bad at doing push-ups, but We're, uh, doing, yeah. push-ups. we're he, doing push-ups. We're doing push-ups, quote. He's
0: doing push-ups on top of me, coach. Yeah.
1: I wasn't even watching Dragon Ball Z. It was just like an old Japanese guy who's molesting name. Yeah. This is Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah, this is Dragon Ball Z, Adam. Just shut up.
0: You thought that was anime?
1: I thought that was anime. Damn, fuck. Oldest trick in the book. But what yeah. That...
0: What happened when he went
1: Super Saiyan? Oof, you don't want to know. That's when I blacked out.
0: He's like, it Let me show so you anime. my favorite character, Trunks, and then he pulls off your underwear. <laughs> yeah. So then um the Yakuza show up and they look completely ridiculous. They have like serious eighties shoulder
1: yeah they got leather jackets with shoulder pads like leather dusters with shoulder pads
0: they're like triangular
1: yeah they look pretty fucking sweet and then um they try to get them this is honestly a really good jason statham sort of movie i feel like like the idea of him having to download this stuff and it's like really intense and then it's like he's and then he's like fuck i gotta go and then like guys are immediately trying to kill him that's like that sounds like something Jason Statham would get into these I days. I mean,
0: it's like a million movies.
1: Sure, sure, but it's a good premise for a like a chase sort of. The problem with this movie, I, I feel like it actually starts off good, even though like the visuals are like data and stuff. But then it kind of just it gets into these weird tangents with like Dolph Lundgren and like the uh, bounty hunter lady.
0: Yeah, it's a mess. Like it should be so simple.
1: When Henry Rollins shows up, you know you're fucked. True. He's never he's, in a, so he's never in been in a good movie. He just like he should not he doesn't need to be in movies, you know. I don't even know why he's in movies. I mean, I like him, fine, normal as whatever. Like, I don't have a problem with Henry Owens. but yeah, he's just like, I don't know, what, what is he doing? I guess movie?
0: in the in the late '90s, he was the toughest guy in L.A.
1: Mm, so they just were yeah. like, oh, we need a tough guy. Yeah, he's like yeah. the heavy in movies.
0: He's in um he's in Heat. That's probably the best movie right. he's in. And he's right, always right, right. the same character. He's Henry Rollins.
1: Right. There's
0: no, there's nothing different. Like he's in this movie, The Chase, with Charlie Sheed, where he's he takes uh, Christy Swanson hostage. That sounds good. Yeah, and Henry Rollins is one of the cops who's chasing him. And it's just like, I mean, he's in a bunch of movies. I don't, I don't know why he kept acting. Cause he never, no one ever said like, hey man, this Henry Rollins guy. We need to make, you know, make him make him the lead. I th- you know who
1: should have been in as many movies as Henry Rollins was Christy Swanson. Why the fuck? How come she was? I feel like she was in like five movies and then she stopped being in movies. But she, I actually liked her a lot. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's a uh, she's she was in a, a
0: Nightmare on Ma- Elm Street, right?
1: Oh, is she? That's cool. Oh, maybe she. It was before all that stuff that she was in. Her that was her time. But yeah, I remember thinking Christy Swanson was pretty hot as far as um, movie ladies go.
0: You like blondes.
1: Oh, I don't discriminate. I like them Mike, all. Aren't
0: you a big Erica Aleniak fan?
1: I like her. I just think she is... Uh, I find her charming and sweet. Because I, I watched the first season of Baywatch with wit, And uh, that, the first season's great. Um, and she's good in that. I like Erica Aleniak. But yeah, nobody is as good an actor as Ice-T... In the role of J-Bone. He you gotta
0: her. love Ice-T because he just doesn't give a shit what kind of movie he's in. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he
1: just... And he also is always... You know, you can't get rid of that that funny lisp that he has, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: So Johnny, like, get uh, meets up with this female bodyguard who's, like, trying to help him.
0: Okay, you're skipping over stuff.
1: Oh, okay. I was just trying to jump ahead because we're...
0: Because, like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Basically, the Yakuza have come in. They kill everybody in the room. Johnny somehow escapes. I guess he escaped right before that happened. And then he flies to Newark, New Jersey, which is a very funny
1: place for this to take place
0: because there's nothing going on in Newark, New Jersey. Put it
1: in L.A. Like, say that it's Los Angeles, modern Los Angeles, especially if you're going to shoot scenes in Los Angeles.
0: Well, they shot everything in Toronto and Montreal. Oh, sure.
1: Just make it Toronto. Lovely Toronto. Toronto
0: we'll just make it someplace like a big city. Like why would the resistance of the world be in Newark?
1: Yeah. So they can go in 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 that. So so they can
0: shoot in that bridge. Yeah. Probably not even a bridge in New Jersey. I'm sure that's also in Canada. Mm -hmm. So there's a really funny scene though, when he goes, when Johnny Mnemonic is on passing through customs and they're like, Oh, they're like scan him. And then the scanner's like, "Oh, something detected in your head. It's like yeah. your head is bleeding. You will die in 24 hours. Please get that <laughs> checked out." And, it's and like, it also,
1: the computer doesn't read that it's sensitive information because it's been like disguised as a dyslexia fixing microchip or whatever. Like he's he's gotten that implanted so he can fix his dyslexia. Yeah, they put it's a golf sa-
0: they put a golf golf ball sized computer in his head to fix his dyslexia.
1: Yeah. Dude, what's up with all these movies where Keanu Reeves gets things injected into his head? You know? Why is that his thing?
0: Because it's empty inside. Yeah, maybe. He's a fucking dummy. You're like, well, we need a guy who's dumb. Yeah. It's like a real stupid idiot kind of guy. And then, <laughs> you know, they just put a computer in his head. Smaller I mean, I than guess that makes I- sense. Smaller than my iPhone. The amount of information.
1: Yeah. This movie should be about it, him getting calm injected into his brain. Or his ass. Yeah. and then he has to carry it to another guy's ass yeah. and then no, it's like a rich guy pays a courier to transport his common to across he's in,
0: the, he's in the elevator he's like his computer is telling him it's like you can only take eight loads in your ass he's like <laughs> and then he inserts like a doubler and like spreads the hole and it's like you can now take 16 no more and then the, yeah. the, the asian guys are like we got uh 32 loads we got a blast up here he's like <laughs> Fine. Give it to me.
1: He oh. bites down on the rubber. He's like, "Ah." Just
0: <laughs> anime. It's
1: just Yeah. He just it, it's flashing it's through his eyes. And screaming. Yeah, that'd be cool. That should be like what um old rich men do in the future in this dystopian future. That's how they get their kicks. The way that one guy in West Hollywood was fucking injecting black male prostitutes or whatever with shit this is their kink: is to like make put it their cum into a courier and like send it over to like the other rich guy, who gets it like dumped out on his head.
0: Well, I think it's just some, I just think it's a very practical way of going about that. Totally. You know, because if you keep it in a man's fleshy orifice, orifice, it's going to stay at a nice temperature. If you just take your cum and put it in a a jar, you know.
1: Of course, it's, yeah. Get all it's going to
0: separate. It's it's going to be gross.
1: Yeah. It'll congeal. You, you can't have that with cum.
0: You got to keep it moving. You got to keep it warm. So, yeah. Kieto...
1: You got to stir it.
0: He's, he's pissed. He doesn't. He's wondering what the fuck's going on. You know, people are after him. Mm-hmm. So, he sees his boss, or the guy who got him
1: the job, Udo Kier. And, yeah. uh... Oh, hi, Johnny. Oh,
0: oh hello. There's
1: <sighs> no problem. It's okay.
0: Hello, Johnny. What I the saw- fuck
1: did you do to me?
0: I'm sorry, I tricked you.
1: <laughs>
0: I am actually, I'm actually evil. Yeah. I I work for, I work with the yakuza.
1: Yeah, he's the perfect, uh, like guy you can't tell if he's good or bad because he's got those beautiful eyes, but that, but that evil, evil-sounding accent.
0: What do you mean?
1: <laughs> he sounds like a Nazi, but he looks like a newborn
0: baby. He's just uh. Good looking, friendly kind of guy, you oh. know. Udo Kier is right after um, Jimmy Stewart in terms of, uh, yeah, you know, Americana friendly faces.
1: Of course, yeah. In Germany, he's like the he, face he, of of friendliness. And
0: yeah, he's the Germany. Mickey Rooney, the Jimmy Stewart. He's yeah, the fo- yeah. He's on every stamp.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I really liked the. uh There's another scene where he has to go into the internet. I kind of didn't get what was going on in that second one where he's like, get me all these... He's telling the female bodyguard, like, get me all of these things I need. And he actually says he needs an iPhone is one of the things, which is weird.
0: But it's an EYE phone.
1: Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, But, yeah, that's another good fucking scene. Well,
0: what he does is he he looks up like the fax records and he figures out what the password was or like where they were sending it. And he reverse engineers the phone call from the hotel. The Japanese guys made because he doesn't have the password to, to take out the jizz from his ass. <laughs> he can only, um, he just knows it's in there. And the only way to get it yeah. out is to to show it three anime baseball cards. And then it all yeah. fall out of them.
1: It just like oozes out as soon as he sees that. Do Imagine forgetting the password to the comment, your ass, and it just—it's just stuck in there. How that would suck.
0: Well, it's not that he forgot it; they so never told him.
1: Oh like sure, they're, they're tricking him. Yeah. So he goes, but like, so this scene though is him like in the internet, right? This is what the internet is. It's like a VR thing where you where you put on gloves and you like go in and you're like, you like literally open up like building plans for something like physically you open it up in VR. Right? Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's funny to watch him do these. <laughs> I don't know. He's it's just like he's really acting in these VR scenes. He's, he's going full he's, VR.
0: He's getting physical.
1: But he's like take it's like too far where it becomes funny. You know?
0: Yeah, it's embarrassing.
1: You never go full VR.
0: This director, he just has no idea what he's doing. He said um there's a quote on his Wikipedia where he's like, "Huh, painting's one thing, but man, a film will kick your ass." He just sounded so defeated. He never that. made an. He never made another movie ever again.
1: Was this his first one?
0: It's his first and last. That's Although cool. He made, he made some shorts.
1: I actually really like the uh, like set design and shit in this movie. There's a lot of like, you know, the the VR stuff is so cool looking for its time. Well, they're you know.
0: crib, They're cribbing from like so many things. Everything's cribbed. A lot of it is like a lot of the look of the end in that big VR chamber is like, is right out of Tetsuo Two body hammer. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's very obvious they've seen that movie because the lead actor from that movie is one of the Japanese guys in the beginning.
1: Mm, That's a dead giveaway.
0: And then also the like dolphin in the fucking, the tank of water. That's exactly like a, um, like a Damien Hirst shark in formaldehyde piece. Okay. And then the TVs all stacked up. I'm sure you could see. I mean, that's all over that's the That's
1: like 80s. a... Is that a David Cronenberg thing? No. Okay.
0: But yeah, this movie... There is some money in the production value. The thing that really yeah. makes it shitty is just... He can't direct action or mm-hmm. really dialogue. He can't really direct anything. Like nothing... And Keanu's
1: not like the actor that can like kind of make that easy on a director, you know? I mean, he, this like, dialogue oh. is
0: garbage.
1: Sure. But yeah, I mean, like another actor could maybe s- smooth it over a little bit, but with Keanu, it's like, you're really hearing it.
0: I mean, it's brutal dialogue. It's just terrible.
1: Well, I like where Ice-T goes, is like, shit, it's the Yakuza. That part's cool.
0: I know. Those anarchists are sure. I... There's a big thing in, the, in these 90s movies where, the anarchists are like a ragtag group of freedom fighters. And like in this one, it's so lame. They use bow and arrows instead of guns. Yeah. And like, you were to- you-
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh-
0: just so fucking lame. Like, look at the Weather Underground, you know. They would like bomb police departments.
1: Well, the low techs, you know. They're living under a bridge. They've built this entire community under a bridge, like defying gravity. Like the
0: cops would kill them. The yakuza (laughs) would kill them. They have bows and arrows. They're fucking lame.
1: You were talking about how like all the effort put into like the set design and stuff. When they go to the uh, when Johnny and the uh, the female bodyguard um, go to the uh, the low tech camp in Newark, there's just guys like going around on like zip cords in the background for no reason, (laughs) and you're just like, oh, that's where the money is they hired the guy to repel across the thing.
0: I mean, that's just pure... That's just straight-up bad directing. What? To have, like, zip cord guys, like, <laughs> in the background doing nothing or, like... Yeah, because
1: you're supposed to be, like, watching the Keanu, but you're like, what the fuck is that guy repelling?
0: I bet he just had an amazing... I bet this movie had this amazing pitch deck with, like, awesome illustrations of, like, yeah. sets and, like, oh, this is going to be cool and we're going to have these cool characters and then, like, he just doesn't... Unlike Ridley Scott, he didn't have, like... Two thousand commercials under his belt before mm. he made his first movie. Like he didn't, totally, you know, and like Blade Runner is not even really Scott's first movie. Like he just doesn't have. He must have been so overwhelmed by the sheer amount of tasks and questions that needed to be answered that he just yeah. crawled up and died. <laughs> because the movie is basically incomprehensible. Uh, I don't. I don't think anyone walking out of it could tell you who every character is. Like they could tell you who. Oh yeah, he has the memory. He has the data in his head. He's got to get it out. Yeah. But, you know, beat Takashi. Yeah,
1: I thought the, he was Yakuza. The, I was way off.
0: The low techs, Dolph Lundgren.
1: Dolph Lundgren's the it's the it's the worst part of the movie, or just because he's so not does not belong in the movie. Fuck. He like has like he just like says like weird catchphrases and he's stuff.
0: A, yeah, he's a preacher. And he's supposed he's supposed to believe in God, but he's also an assassin.
1: Yeah, the only things he says are, are like "come to Jesus" and like think- it's like it's it's like he's a character in a fighting game, kind of like a Jesus based character, in a like a final
0: game. fight boss.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: It's just not a lot going on under the hood in terms of writing. Yeah, there's a deleted um, scene on YouTube where you can see him in church and all these people are worshiping him. Man,
1: imagine hit. what would have, the movie would have been like if that wasn't cut.
0: Apparently the Japanese cut is supposed to be like the true, like uh, not the true version of what the director wanted, but closer.
1: This should be one of those movies like Blade Runner that has like five versions released over the course of like 30 years. Well, the they're... director keeps going back and like trying to fix it. And like, what if he, what if he could cut, he came out with a release where everybody was like, Oh my God, Johnny and Mike's amazing now. It could sweet. happen. Yeah, no, you never know. It's all in the edit.
0: Yeah, like, do you remember the VHS of this movie? Mm-mm. So, when this movie was on VHS at Blockbuster, the big clever marketing idea was they cut a hole. It's like a picture of Keanu Reeves' face, and they cut a hole in his forehead, and you can see the videotape in his head. And it's like, okay. whoa, high tech. There's a videotape <sighs> spool in That's his cool. brain. That sounds
1: cool. I it's wish not like
0: it's not like they put a VHS tape in his head and then that's how they yeah. transfer the data.
1: <laughs> it just means nothing. It's just like complete like nonsense. Even in the reality of the movie, I wish that the uh, fucking like technology advanced, not like it didn't get more like uh, it, it got like it didn't get like less bulky and shit you know that's kind of what i i want like computers to be like gigantic still
0: you like how henry rollins in his um because he's like the doctor like the underground yeah. doctor they all go to which is in cyberpunk the video game which is funny but um when keanu goes to his um hidden doctor's office the camera outside is like four cameras <coughs> No, it's like four cameras all bundled up and there's like cables coming out of it. And now we just have like ring cameras. We just have these little mass yeah. produced cameras that are very accurate and you can put them anywhere. Or like the VR machine that um, Keanu goes in at the end is like this enormous bundling of cables and yeah. everything is like bandaged together and it's all like really like it's,
1: it's not digital. It's not like more, it's not like a, it's, it's as not digital as like possible. It's like, instead of making it more advanced, they just like, it's like adding wires is that is how like the technology would advance in the future. And that's what I wish happened instead. I wanted everything. I want everything to be like dirtier and have more wires. Yeah. Just
0: cables on his nipples.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's how you have to log into the internet. you have to put cables on your nipples? and bite down on, on a leather strap.
0: Yeah, Ghost in the Shell has a lot of those cable stuff too. That's cool. But yeah, you should look up um, Tetsuo 2 Body Hammer.
1: Is that the Oh, what's is Tetsuo Iron Man the like the prequel to that or something? Is not a yes, movie? Yes,
0: that's the first one. So like if you look up Tetsuo got... 2 Body Hammer and you just look at the screenshots and Google like so much of it is looks like Johnny Mnemonic. There's oh, so man. many cables and there's so many like He's wearing VR goggles. That was like a big thing too. Like, oh, you're going to wear VR goggles and then you're going to have a million cables attached to you. And that's what the yeah, future probably. is going to be like. That's what, um, that's how the beginning of virtuosity starts. Denzel's in this big VR sim. And then like, oh, yeah. he's like in a flying chair, you know, and the chair is like moving around or like, um, lawnmower man. I still
1: I haven't seen lawnmower man, I think, but, I I know what you're talking about. I know the Lawnmower Man thing of it. It's kind of like the the VR stuff. It's kind of like the VR stuff in this movie, where it's that 3D art. Like, I don't know. What do you what do you call that? That weird like 80s, 90s well, the, 3D art. The
0: Lawnmower Man. A lot of that's coming from Beyond the Mind's Eye, but yeah, that's just early 3D animation. There's a lot of different people working on it at this time.
1: But like, you know, like Pixar's, I, I, yeah, like something I like about the this the like the VR world in this movie. If it was made, you know, now it would be it just way it would be way less stupid. And I like how stupid it is in this movie. I like that you have to. He's like logging in and like zooming in on a map and like touching Beijing on a map to call Beijing and like. You know, and there's a guy when he's like trying to break in, or or like at the end he uh, uh when he's like he has to like, log uh log into this computer and like fight the virus. He has to actually like fight a virus, computer virus.
0: That is uh, like the worst animation in the movie. Yeah, he fights. Uh, his face is just like on a cylinder.
1: Yeah, and, he and looks Ice like... T's having to like n- like explain what's going on, and, and it's... Then the... Not helping.
0: And then the world's greatest hacker, a dolphin, is also wearing VR goggles and is in the scene
1: also. Yeah, that part's cool. There's a part, of the, like the 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 climax of that part is like Ice-T's like, oh, he's got a, he's got a hack his own brain. That's the only way you can do this. The only way is to hack your own brain. It's so brutal. It's so dumb. <laughs> I do like uh, another thing, uh, like a uh, prescient, I think. Is the word thing about the movie though? So like uh B. Takashi shows up, he's like trying to kill Keanu, and the CEO, that floating head of the C, uh corporation, is like the CEO of of Pharmacom. And uh she tells him that they had a cure. They have the cure for, or they she's she explains that like what is in his head is the cure for this disease. Nas. And uh but and they she explains that like the corporation doesn't want them to do it or like doesn't want it to get out because it's more profitable to treat it than to cure it um which is fucking that's true that's what corporations do it's like you know you get you see like opioids and then you see like commercials for like la, uh stool softeners from as like from side effect the side effects of opioids you know yeah that that's pretty prescient I'm going to say that word again.
0: Well, I mean it was accurate it was true at the time.
1: Um sure, but it's like Wait, what do you mean it was true at the time?
0: I mean that pharmaceutical companies were doing that already.
1: Damn. It's fucking wild, dude. It sucks that this movie didn't like uh open people's consciousness, you know, and put a stop to it.
0: Well, that's, you know, that's what like Adam Curtis says is like the great failing of art in the late 20th centuries that
1: it didn't stop it, anything.
0: It, it won't change anything. It won't stop anything from happening. And like all this energy is placed in the making art and right. trying to communicate all these ideas. And then ultimately right. nothing, there's no, nothing happens because of
1: it. Johnny Mnemonic was trying to warn us. We were so stupid
0: and then okay so when he fights this 3D animation which is you know basically Tron Mm. it's like the idea of like the end of Tron you know like Tron's just like face yeah 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 so he's fighting that he kills him he gets the password he can communicate he can release the data the dolphin cures him but when they release the data of the cure of what do they call it NSA or NAS NAS they um every tv in the world it's like people in bars are just like hey what's on tv oh (laughs) and it's just like flashing like really shitty corporate documents and like
1: colors and everybody's reading it like you know very fluently they're like what the fuck they have a cure but it's like flat yeah just like flashing like cyberpunk shit
0: and then after like two minutes it's over they're like wow that's the cure i guess we all know it
1: yeah this movie has a funny, uh, um, you know. There's a part of like the hero's journey where like the villain comes back at the very end, and like it's like a kind of a surprise when you think it's all over, and then like that he has to like be defeated once again, usually like very quickly. But this yeah. one is Dolph and like starts moving again. He's all like charred from getting and, and
0: they 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 all turn their heads and they look and they're like, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, a nice tease. That's just trash. Get it out of here, and it, and they uh, like dump him off the, the, uh, car- the bridge. The, whatever the fucking thing is, they're, they're on a bridge. Living they're living the least practical the bridge. Uh, settlement possible. Yo,
0: yo, yo! I think we should all we us all go live underneath the bridge, <laughs> yeah. and then um, then like, we okay. risk. Dying and falling whenever uh, we get in and out of the house. Yeah, everybody just agreed
1: to it, not realizing that he was talking about like underneath the bridge, connected to the bridge hanging above the ground. Like
0: a way a bird builds its
1: nest. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? We're homeless. How are we how are we gonna
0: What also like going back to the Dolph Longren getting up thing, when they turned, they should have seen the bulldozer or whatever the thing is picking it up. hmm So they, they're like, Oh that machine is picking him up, his corpse.
1: No, they have that close-up shot. Like, well, yeah. What we see—that's that's. The what
0: camera see. has a close-up shot, but they—they are adults in the rooms <laughs> standing, and they can see everything in the room that's going on.
1: I mean, their vision Ke- isn't obscured. Keanu did just dump a load of comb out of his butt, so he maybe he was just kind of out of it.
0: Oh, shit, you just cream-pied, yo.
1: <laughs> oh, shit, you cream-pied. Yeah, yeah. Get broadcast. The ca- get, the get the camera.
0: Get the camera.
1: It's showing in bars and stuff. And there's,
0: like, people are crying as they see it. They're so happy. Their eyes yeah. are just...
1: Cities are cheering, dancing in the streets.
0: Dina Meyer just just starts rubbing in on her track marks, carrying herself. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, there's plenty of come to go around. Everybody in the world gets a little bit.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a happy ending. Johnny Bukaki.
1: Nice. I like it. The That's Japanese guys.
0: A bit cool. If in the beginning, he just has like a funnel, <laughs> and they're just they're just like filling his ass with. And Trying like to get the, his, all
1: these thirty-two loads.
0: Yeah, he's just laying on his shoulders with his ass in the air.
1: Yeah. Just a bunch of naked Japanese guys jacking off into the funnel. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be, awesome. That'd be such a cool sci-fi movie.
0: He just died. They're like, you have HIV. You will be dead in 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> have a good day.
1: And the, the Yakuza guys that are chasing him are actually just trying to give him the cure to HIV.
0: The one thing we didn't talk about that is cool in this movie is the um the the laser wires the Yakuza guys use.
1: Those are cool, yeah.
0: But you have to get really close. It's like a garrote, but it just like instantly cuts anything.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like a lightsaber with a, with a piano yes. wire. But that seems so like you would cut your own, you know, hand off easily.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Sort of thing. I mean, not us, but like somebody who has less martial arts training than us.
0: If you were jump roping, you just cut your feet off.
1: Yeah. Cut your dick off.
0: I would constantly be using that to just like cut my food or like yeah that'd be cool carve carve like a like a roast chicken yeah trim my balls
1: (laughs) yeah you're just slowly going over your your pubes
0: just burning them yeah sizzling them one by one
1: yeah um anyway i really liked uh uh and so like, what
0: what would you give this movie? Well, how many stars, Adam?
1: Reveal yeah, your score. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't uh, posted. I did see your what your post was, and I promise you that I I always decide what I'm gonna rate it before I look, and I, I we had the same rating. So one star. Oh, you tricked me again.
0: <laughs> no, this is a one. I have I wrote my review and said one star.
1: Oh, I didn't read your review. Um, but I saw that you were two and a half and I would give this movie a two and a half.
0: Yeah, like two and a half was this, on Letterbox. I filled out a bunch of ratings, you know, like five, six years ago.
1: Are watching this movie
0: fresh? I I gave it a one-star review. It's fucking complete shit.
1: I thought it was pretty funny. Wit also watched this movie with me and she, like, hated it. Um, It was painful. Yeah, but I thought it was funny, too, kind of. Like, and also I liked the, um, production design and i liked the vr scenes you know um i don't know i appreciate i think you can appreciate it as like a bad movie kind of it, it just has that middle that's like kind of like aimless and shitty
0: it's one of the worst i i wrote it's the worst directed movie i've ever seen and that's kind <laughs> really? of like um that's an exaggeration but okay. it's very true in that i just hated the action scene so much yeah. And they I guess they I don't just those. In, they completely infuriated me and like it's just such a limp dick boring movie. Yeah. Cuz nothing works like there's no suspense, there's no tension, there's no I felt no emotion watching it. I just felt embarrassment for everyone on screen. They just look stupid.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean Ice T looks really stupid. And uh, we have to talk
0: about the stupidest moment in the entire movie, which okay. is you know Keanu Reeves monologue.
1: Oh yeah, when,
0: when he's very upset. Uh, yeah. About yeah. what's going on, and he, <laughs> he's just yelling like, "I want room service." Yeah. I want a ten thousand dollar hooker.
1: Before that, he's like, "I want a turkey club." He he's just saying he wants like a. a yeah, he's like a
0: he's like a little bitch, and he wants these amenities that like a corporate stooge would get on a business trip.
1: Yeah, it kind of is weird. Uh, I love the idea of um, this being like his actory monologue in the movie. And like just picturing Keanu Reeves doing this monologue in an acting class, if it was verbatim how he delivered it and you saw that in an acting class, that would be amazing. You'd be like, this guy's going to be a big star.
0: I'd be like, this guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I know, yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen people in acting class do that, and you're just embarrassed for them. Afterwards. <laughs> of course, like, of course.
1: He's like fl- like I- flinging his arms around and shit. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't do that in The Matrix. And I feel like... I'm sure the Wachowskis watched this movie, and we're like, fuck, we cannot give him monologues. You know? He's very... Re- he's Like, in The Matrix, he's... His character is like respo- responds to things, like to like Lawrence Fishburne delivering this like very cool like.
0: The movie ends with him giving a monologue. Uh,
1: what the? Uh, you talking about voiceover? A voiceover monologue?
0: Yeah, he's on the phone. That's
1: not the same. But come on, you can sweeten that in the in the studio, no problem. You know.
0: He's just playing a more normal human being in the Matrix. In this movie, he has no like getting rid of his memories would work better if they didn't constantly show his memories where it looks like he's a, like a, an aristocrat from the 19th century. Like he grew right. up in this weird palatial estate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like the game. Like the, those, those, yeah. uh, those things in the game.
0: It's just like in the game. Yeah. He's like, what was he a multi a multimillionaire. And he, he sold his brain to deliver 40 gigabytes of data
1: <laughs> to deliver 30 loads of com.
0: Happens it's all just, the time. It's just a...
1: He's a fail son, dude.
0: It's just such a painful movie to watch because nothing... Everything is spectacle and nothing makes any sense.
1: Yeah. And yeah, there's for no,
0: sure. And there's no... Like a big... The number one issue, I'd say, with like really bad directing, especially di- like directors like this who make one movie and then are just like, gone like they're Mm -hmm. just blown out of hollywood Mm -hmm. is that like they don't understand tone they don't understand what it is what the feeling is they're trying to convey to the audience they're just kind of like confused and they're just shooting dialogue and they're just shooting things happening Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but it you know the moment it's cut together together they're like oh shit (sighs) yeah totally everything went wrong
1: um, or maybe they're like just on coke, and they're like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome."
0: Uh, one else, one other horrible decision is, uh, Bitakashi's in his office, and then the Yakuza guy comes in the the first scene, and they're talking in Japanese, and then Bitakashi's like, "Your Japanese is horrible. Speak to me in English." And yeah. then that guy starts speaking in pretty good English and then B. Takashi starts speaking in terrible English.
1: <laughs> and he
0: looks so bad.
1: That's really funny. And
0: you feel so bad for him.
1: It's almost a big dick move. And then, yeah. Then he's just like, okay, I'll see you soon. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, and he's like, it's like the coolest Japanese actor of all time. Yeah. And he just looks like a fucking idiot. That's some bad directing.
1: I love the idea. But he
0: should have just been like, "Hey, you know what, Beat? Well, let's just do the scene in Japanese, right? Yeah, you guys speak Japanese. Like, we're just gonna do it in Japanese. Fuck this." Yeah, man. I mean, that's crazy to even bring up. <laughs> what? I, I don't what? even. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast and driving right now probably just, just their car flipped over. You know, people are, like, parents cooking their kids' breakfast just put poison in the food, and now they're killing their children because they just can't even handle that fucking rant you just gave. Oh, stop. Oh, uh, fat people reviewing this movie. They Not a fat people. And then they're like, that was so crazy and bad.
1: Yeah, totally. You're trying they to probably, ramp it up they right probably, now. They're probably trying to get it, get us out. They
0: probably know. loved it. Yeah. Roger Ebert's review is funny. I read that. He's like, "This movie doesn't make any sense. Why didn't they just give him a memory card?"
1: Yeah, <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, "Why didn't he just have like a thumb drive that he like keeps in his, uh, you know, inside pocket?" I don't know. And then he's, and then everything would be okay. He doesn't have to they lose. His just, memory. They could
0: have just mailed it.
1: Yeah. Totally. Um.
0: So what would you say is the great big message of the movie? What did we what did we learn from this fucking movie?
1: Um to me this movie taught me to not trust corporations. I'm not going to trust the corporations anymore.
0: Cars are flipping. Movie. You know, a man just jumped off a building <laughs> with his headphones in hearing this. <laughs> uh, there's a guy who works for the cia and he's listening he monitors every podcast and his head just exploded like, <laughs> like, like scatters.
1: that then our then our work on the podcast would be complete that happen because now this is a this is an anti-corporate podcast after this movie i've been radicalized what what's the lesson that you've taken away big boy
0: Well, I'd say the lesson is, if you're a painter and you're good at painting, just don't make a movie. (laughs) Or just don't don't
1: make like a really elaborate science fiction. Don't try to make Blade Runner. You're going to look like a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah. Don't try to take on Ridley Scott with your first movie. You'll fail.
1: I mean, props. You know, you got to applaud the effort. Do you? (laughs) I guess you don't have to applaud the effort. Maybe... You know, think about how good better this movie would have been if uh, Keanu had sideburns. Maybe then it wouldn't have felt so weird.
0: What's wrong with sideburns? I don't get it.
1: No the sideburns are are fine to not have sideburns at all. you, you know you, when you see somebody a guy with that 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 choice, it's a little shocking. It seems like a bad haircut.
0: What do you mean? A guy who doesn't have sideburns, do you think? That's yeah, a like haircut? not
1: side. Well, like Keanu doesn't even have the hair part of the sideburn. You understand what I'm saying?
0: No. Are you Mr. Burns? <laughs> are you Mr. Burns? Do you know what a sideburn is?
1: Of course. Get I'm who? looking at him right now. I'm looking Shave at him those right sideburns. Now. Oh yeah. <laughs> um,
0: what are you talking? about? <laughs>
1: Look at a picture of, Ke- or look at a Keanu in this movie. Those are up there. Those, the side of the thing that is supposed to be in front of his ear is nowhere to be found. The part of his hair.
0: Yeah, he's. That's his futuristic haircut. It's cool.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I thank a, God that we that the future is not.
0: You're here once again. We're derailed by your fucking facial autism. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is kind of like the guy's eye in Ernest Saves Christmas.
0: You're just like, you can't concentrate. You're just like freaking out because like, you know, he has, there's like one little detail.
1: I mean, that's like if I feel like when I would go get haircuts at Supercuts when I was a kid, they would do something like that. And I'd be like, oh my God, I have to go to school like this.
0: Yeah, he looks cool. I don't know what your problem is.
1: Okay. maybe <laughs> yeah, I just don't get fashion.
0: You don't get anything stylish, like anything stylish or unique or interesting. You just like you freak out, and you're like, "What? What's What's Keanu doing? Is he gay?"
1: <laughs> no, I think Ice d looks a... really cool in this movie.
0: And you're just sitting there with like your your brown clothes,
1: <laughs> just head to toe and and beige.
0: and you're in your, like your beige t shirt, and you're like. You're not
1: white that's a little flashy it's off white
0: you're really gross jeans that are probably all nard in the back yeah because you're like i'm not gonna get these uh hemmed
1: yeah it's it's a uh, punk to not mm-hmm. get things hemmed
0: i just step on the back of my pants
1: oof i hate that that's hey how you dress you
0: just buy I mean, clothes that you just buy clothes that don't fit you're like it's cool that it doesn't fit
1: wait what do you mean what do you what are you saying
0: I'm just saying you're, you know, you're a simple too.
1: You think my clothes don't fit right? That's a concern of mine, actually.
0: Yeah, I know. They don't.
1: What do you mean? Since I've gotten buff?
0: You wear like little t-shirts that like, <laughs> I just Googled, I just Googled you and the picture that showed up and it says Adam Bowers, film director is maybe the funniest picture I've ever seen in my life. Is that your LinkedIn picture? What? What is this smile? What is this picture of you?
1: Oh my God! Yeah, this it's is a like, terrible picture.
0: How many like? How many? Oh uh, God! Soft I fucking box- hate this how picture. How many soft boxes are like blasting you in the face?
1: I really vividly <laughs> There's remember. There's so this much day.
0: light. There's so much light on your face.
1: I know. I couldn't like see, and my eye, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you look like Laurel.
1: <laughs> From Laurel and Harding?
0: Is he the skinny one? Like you look like. <laughs> yeah. the- you, like, have this weird, weak smile in your
1: eyes. Be literally this photo shoot was... <laughs> you take it. I hate you. I hate this podcast. <laughs> this is what is this picture today. of you? At Sundance, there was a fucking...
0: It's so high-res. God, I'm saving this.
1: Oh, oh, fantastic. I'm so glad it's high-res. Those fucking assholes. I was so pissed when this one at, at this one. This is like a, the story of my career basically in a, in a photo is they you, they they took us around and they had us do these pictures. And yeah, like when I was doing the picture, uh, I mean, I look like shit regard like either way um, in that. But like when they were doing this picture, I, it was so hard to like look that I look. Yeah, I mean, I knew when those pictures were being taken, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be rough. And of course, I'm not really happy that those are like the uh, ones that come up when you Google me.
0: Uh, here's a good picture of you wearing like hugging, like <laughs> the crew of, of what New Low or something.
1: Oh, oh, the group one.
0: And you're yeah. wearing it's you're a hoodie and it's like too it's too small. So yeah, your clothes don't fit. I was just trying well, to find a picture of you where your clothes didn't fit, and I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've, you, and you got like so much <laughs> more than that. Look at this
0: weird pale. <laughs> I hate this. Sensitive baby face.
1: I just couldn't see. My eyes were like getting really warm yeah. and shit.
0: <laughs> you look really uncomfortable.
1: I am uncomfortable. There's another version of it. The, like there's a different lighting set up with this picture from the same shoot it looks like. That is a little bit better, but I look fucking weird.
0: You look like Mr. Burns is an alien.
1: I hate myself.
0: Don't be afraid. Yeah,
1: I do. That's that's, that's a very good analogy.
0: You're just like moist. You, d- you definitely need to moisturize though.
1: This was before I moisturized, so don't worry, don't worry, listeners. I want to put a VHS.
0: I want to put the VHS (laughs) and make it the giant demonic poster.
1: (laughs) That's the that would be. be You know, this is going
0: to be the icon for the episode, right?
1: Oh god, this is great. I'm so I'm so glad we we kept going for the past twenty minutes.
0: This is the best part.
1: Yeah, this is great. I'm having a good time. This is what the yeah. This is what I have to remember Sundance by. Or these these great pictures of
0: me. <laughs> What's his other one? Where you're at like, the top hey, of my the, Google. Your hands are in your pockets.
1: Oh man. Getty Images. A little 25 year old baby in these pictures. Who did not have any money and didn't know how to look like a not. Are like you kidding? You look.
0: You dressed exactly the same.
1: F- things fit a little bit better.
0: But you wear like that a belt hoodie. also. You just, is rough. You just wear I'm like a hoodie and a jeans, right? You don't do anything different.
1: Yeah, but you know, I've gotten hoodies that fit a little better and jeans that fit a little better. I try to keep my pants be- at a better level. <laughs> Every time I like
0: untab <laughs> a picture, I untab a window, and then I go back to this face, I just start
1: laughing. <laughs> you take it. <laughs> my hair is also i wasn't i didn't quite know how to give myself a haircut
0: this photo this shoot's point. crazy
1: <laughs> I know. everybody else looks good in the uh on the movie team looks good
0: look at this one where you're like sexy and like angry
1: is that the same like close-up shot of my but face your
0: face is like forward
1: yeah um i well they were also telling me what to do so
0: and you listened
1: <laughs> i sure did I never did. had somebody tell me what to do like that in a photo before. So You did it. I'm glad all these things were so uh, pushed to the front of my Google search.
0: You did it, buddy.
1: I'm a lucky boy. I did it. Dream come true. This well, talent.
0: Th- you're some talent that takes direction. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm almost as good as Keanu.
0: Well, that was fun.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you got to experience that. Uh, the last you, 10, 15 minutes.
0: Do you know a picture I'm talking about, though, of your face?
1: Of course. I'm looking at it. There's no like, way I can change that.
0: Yeah, of course. There's no way you can change that. Is there? No, Adam. William,
1: don't fuck around right now. This, this is serious. All
0: the powerful people in the world, they don't control what happens when that when you Google things. They can't scrub a file.
1: Help me do this. Use your powers to help me.
0: Help me, William. Help me Google it.
1: <laughs> help me fix my Google. Help me fix <laughs> search it. results. Help me. Hack into the mainframe like Johnny.
0: I'm gonna hack it, so that's the only picture of you.
1: No, no. That would be using your hacking skills for evil. Uh, yeah. This is great. So this is our new. This is our January first, January movie.
0: Yeah, 2021.
1: When does Strange Days take place? Because that's a New Year's movie.
0: Oh, let me Google that for you. <laughs> you can't do I, it on your own.
1: I don't know. I thought you were the answer you're man. Si-
0: you're sitting in front of a computer. Strange I do know Days. Mad, Mad Max takes place in
1: 2021.
0: Oh, wow. Strange Days takes place in
1: 1999. Oh, shit. I mean, oh, that's because of the Y2K stuff. Strange Y2K Days is K all stuff. is all about that Y2J thing that was happening in WWE before 2000 when they debuted Chris Jericho.
0: And Ralph Fiennes is just like hooked up into the vision of a kid in the audience. (laughs) He's just like, I've never felt anything like that before. It was like, I was there at Y2J (laughs) in the flesh. (laughs) This technology is incredible.
1: Where were you when Y2J happened? Everybody knows where they were. Well, another fucking Another amazing episode from the Men on Film boys.
0: Another classic.
1: (laughs) We had some good ones.
0: The new classics. Yeah. All right, I got to go. All
1: right, thanks for listening, people.